This is Show Focus, a show all about podcasts. We'll explore the world of podcasts, reviewing them, recommending them, and enabling you to know what to listen to next. This week on the show, we're talking about one of our favorite shows, Hello Internet. This is the one that got me into listening to podcasts. We also talk about Playdate, a new games console. I know, new for us. And, of course, the Coke saga. Uh, we've got some follow-up this week. <laughs> More in the Coke saga. Coke have announced Coke Energy. Have you seen these? Nope, not at all. So, I, tell me. I sent you a photo this week, which is, they're sort of like uh, Red Bull-sized cans of Coke Energy drink. But it's like Coke. It tastes exactly the same. So, yeah, they do them in the Zero and a regular one. Um, I tried it the other day. Pretty good. Um, tastes like normal Coke, so I wouldn't rank it that high. Um, but it certainly tastes better than energy drinks because those things are gross. I don't know. Do you like Red Bull as it is? Yes, but I think it's more of a thing that I've drunk enough that like I'm used to it. Yeah, like if I ask someone, what does Red Bull taste like? Could you tell me? Could you tell me what flavor that is? It tastes like way too much caffeine and sugar. Is what it tastes like. Um, yeah, it tastes. It tastes like Red Bull, and there's just nothing to compare it to. Um, but yeah, generally, uh, energy drinks don't taste that good. Yeah, so I, if I was going to pick up an energy drink, it would be this one now, I expect. So yeah, okay. it's quite cool. I, uh, I didn't see the photos of it. Are they in cans, or are they... Yeah, can They're like Red Bull cans. They're like tall, skinny ones. Oh, okay. They're yeah, not yeah. the short, fat Coke cans. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we got a couple of extra things in follow-up this week. Um, I kind of regularly check the podcast news um, for this show to to keep up to date. Uh, and Radio Times have released a, a big top 10 um, of the shows they recommend uh, out on this big out article. Um, oh, no, top, not top 21. Uh, but there were some interesting ones on here. Loads I hadn't heard of. Um, number three was Off Menu, which is one we've covered yes, in a previous so episode. Link will be in the show notes for that, but we really like that one. Uh, we did it for ourselves in that show. It was, um, it was definitely one of my favourite episodes we did um, as yeah. well. So if you want to go back and listen to that episode, it's probably one of my favourites. Yeah, James A. Castor and Ed Gamble basically go over their favourite food and uh, have some a celebrity guest on and ask them what their favourite starter, main course, dessert, side, drink is. Um, that was a really, really good one. Another one I didn't know existed, Love Island The Morning After. Oh, yeah, your favourite, Callum. <laughs> of course. Um, I don't watch Love Island, so that's what not really for me. What um, even is humanity anymore? There was a few uh, that were sort of following different shows. Um, there was others, things like... Oh, there's one... A new one has been released with Will Ferrell in it called the Ron Burgundy Podcast, um, which is another instance of a big celebrity getting involved in podcasting there was a david tennant one on that list just i think as well there was as well yeah the david tennant one we spoke about that briefly the other week uh it's called david tennant does a podcast with i've listened to a few of those shows actually they were really really good um one with uh james corden and one with uh gordon brown the xus <laughs> prime minister he was super interesting really really interesting so uh yeah that one was very good um more topical things like the brexit cast um I wouldn't find that interesting. Happy Place. You've got Fern Cotton on there. She has celebrities on and it's uh, themed as being a very, very positive podcast. Um, Quite short, that one. I have listened to a couple of those, actually. I saw those come out. A couple of others. Uh, Have you been watching the Sky show Chernobyl? So I have been uh, I have been recommended it so many times in the last two weeks, but I've had bunch of exams so i have yet to watch it 
Um, but it is definitely on my list for when I'm done. It's like top of the list. As um, soon also- as you finish exams, you need to go watch this. It's a five-part thing. I've been wa- watching it with a couple of mates, um, and it's been absolutely gripping. And I, I thought I knew quite a lot about the nuclear disaster at Chernobyl before from documentaries and things, but I'm sure a lot of this is dramatised, but it does really go over the effects and like the sheer scale of what happened. Oh my, it was amazing. Anyway, so this is a, a little bit like um, Sestracast we spoke about in episode three on our show. It's kind of a, um, what would you call the podcast, Ewan? It's like a watch-along thing, isn't it? Yes, yeah. Uh, and episode, episode, episode by episode sort of follow three of the yeah. show. Yeah, so they, again, that's a five-episode show. We talk about each episode with it. So if you are going to go watch that, listen to the podcast too. Um, that'll be really interesting, and I, I expect that'll add, a, add quite a lot there. Um, but yeah, that's that's the end of the list. I think that was just interesting to see what what big media thinks are being, you know, big podcasts at the moment and what's worth following it's funny what what i would have expected to be on that list none of them were um what were you expecting sort of reply all and that kind of thing um this american life serial that kind of stuff a lot of new celebrities have actually joined the podcast scene but more with luminary than actually podcasts (laughs) yeah i saw an article the other day that was the the five big shows i would actually you know subscribe to luminary to listen to Uh, the original content i know i know um uh, but like there was like uh trevor noah from the daily show and no not the daily no it is the daily show yeah um and all of that lot which i actually really like like i love those guys but i ah luminary luminary (laughs) yeah if you want to hear us talk about luminary we did that in a past show we'll link that in there as well um our full thoughts on on what's going on there uh, but yeah um also i think both me and you you and are fairly interested in the technology scene um in the past couple of weeks there's been a big conference it's apple's worldwide developer conferences wwdc or, or codename dub dub we or call dub it dub yeah dub dub um but yeah so big conference they announce loads of software and hardware and things like that and it's something that we follow and I thought it was just a perfect example of why podcasting is great. Is I think there was like five different shows I listened to all talking about the event and what got announced and what, you know, they like and what they don't like and all of these things. And it was so awesome to see all almost all of them running parallel um, and, yeah, talking about it and commentating on, on the conference. Um, what did you think? Did you listen to a few of them as well? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, every year because <laughs> I follow a lot of that stuff. Um, and yeah, I just love the podcasts that come from it. Um, a bunch of live podcasts as well, whether they're Apple related or not. Uh, I think live shows are awesome. In that, um, our dad went to a couple last year. He he attended the, the conference. And uh, one of our favourite shows was in our top five in episode one uh, of our show, uh, Accidental Tech Podcast or, or ATP. Um, they did a live show that was very funny. Um, kind of seeing them actually record the show, all three of them together, is really interesting to watch. Um, and kind of their cat crowd participation, all that stuff. The crowd singing the theme song as well. Um, it is also really funny. Um, so yeah, I love seeing that. The sort of the podcasts around uh, the conference are always great, talking about what Apple announced and all of that stuff. It, it just shows what why podcasting is great. Is that you've got what five different shows I've seen anyway, but I'm sure there's more. Um, all talking about it, all having their different perspectives and live shows are an awesome thing to watch to see sort of 200 people in the room uh, coming to attend a recording of a podcast, essentially. Um, Also, Apple had some of their 
uh, like high up directors and all that sort of thing on some of the shows. And that was really interesting too. So it's good to see that um, a, a large company like that is embracing it too as a, a mainstream form of media. Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, the talk show with Gruber, um, he always has a couple Apple execs on um, to talk about what they announced. And uh, a couple of the the two Apple guys were sort of riffing off some of the guys in the audience. It's clear they knew um, who sort of the big podcasters were and making jokes that were sort of in-jokes to their podcasts and stuff. So it's obviously clear um, that they listen to the podcast and they listen to their opinions. And I think that's great. Anyway, go on, tell me about this yellow screen thing. Uh, have you not seen Playdate? Yeah, I've seen it. I have. I, everyone has been going on about this little... Ba- okay, to summarise it for everyone else. Basically, these indie developer guys, they make some really, really good apps. I've forgotten which ones. Um, but they've come together and made a uh, like a little Game Boy-looking thing with sort of a D-pad, an A and a B button, and a big screen on it. Um, and they've sort of, yeah come out and made this thing that's very different to anything they've done before and it's it's, they've done it for fun um and basically the entire tech community on the internet is blown up about it why have they blown up Ewan? so this is yeah playdate a little uh game console um and it's made by panic who made uh or who make a bunch of ios software so um iphone apps as well as they made a firewatch if you guys have ever played that which was a great sort of little indie game so it's a little games console that they've gone for more sort of vintage uh nostalgia vibes rather than triple a titles so they've got um a black and white screen um, because that's sort of what they were going for. There's no backlight on it, so it's like the original Game Boys. Um, it's a fairly low risk screen. All it's got is a D-pad, A and B buttons, as well as a uh, a like a, a crank, isn't it? Like a little handle that you turn on the side, which is very odd. Um, is that to charge it? No, no, it's not. It's just another control mechanism. If you guys uh, aren't driving. Look at the podcast artwork now, because I'll put it there. Um, I don't know how to describe it. It's bright orange. It looks great. It's aluminium. And it's just really cool. It just looks really cool. Oh, it's aluminium. That makes a difference. Because I was I was thinking, like, it looks great in the renders. It looks like a really polished, smart little thing. It's, oh, yeah, yeah. It's going to be solid. If they make that out of, like, plastic, it's going to be terrible. No, it's, it's going to be well built. Uh, they're not going to make something terrible. Um And so what they're planning to do with it is they're going to release 12 games, one a month, um, that are included in the price of the the console. So you get a new game uh, once uh, once a month for a year, and that's sort of their plan. And then they'll also have some kind of app store where you can... uh, where indie developers can sort of uh, make their own games and put them on the app store. So that's going to be great. I think it's just a little fun thing. Uh, They've been working on... uh, a little fun thing it's not necessarily going to be a big games console in the market it's just something fun to do um and i think a lot of us sort of grew up with game boys and it's that sort of thing uh so yeah and it's not going to be particularly expensive it's somewhere between sort of 100 150 and 200 pound um so yes i'm really interested to see when this comes out what it's like and what the games are like yeah it'll be fun so have a look at it if it looks like fun, uh, then get it. Yeah, it's not. It's not going to be out till later on this year. Um, but yeah, it just looks like a fun project. It started off as their sort of their twenty-year anniversary of Panic. They were going to make a game, and then they started off making a little console, and then it sort of grew from there. Um, so yeah, it's going to have its own OS and all sorts. So uh, we'll see how that goes. 
So this week we're talking about Hello Internet. Uh, this has been one of our favourite shows. Uh, it was the show that got me into listening to podcasts. Um, it's the first one that you and, and Dad recommended when I asked, like, what shall I go listen to? Um, so it's one that we're really fond of uh, and we're sure you guys will like it. So we're going to break down a couple of episodes. It'll be good for you to uh, get started with if you haven't heard it before. Um, it's a really, really good show. Um, and so we chose, yeah, we chose a few that we're going to go over today. We're also going to chuck in a couple of clips as well, um, just so you can get a taste of of what it's all about, what it's like. So Hello Internet as a show is is by two guys, Brady Harron and CGP Grey, who are both huge YouTubers. Um, CGP Grey is a name you might know if you've, well, if you've searched uh, an educational video, um, you've probably heard of one of these two guys. Uh, but CGP Grey does two, um, does very, very well produced, well animated um, educational videos. You may have seen ones, uh, one of the first ones I saw of his was about traffic um, and about autonomous vehicles and how they'll solve traffic. That is um, such a good video. Oh, really, really good video. Uh, another one that blew up recently was um, how we can make boarding planes better. I've forgotten what the actual name was, but um, it was about, you know, why doesn't, why do, uh, airlines use systems that never seem to make sense uh, and then there was one other which is uh humans need not apply which is a longer one but one of his best videos that is probably one of the best youtube videos especially educational youtube videos i have ever seen it's 15 minutes long um so he makes loads of those videos um much fewer of them he's very spor- sporadic and you know that kind of helps him create that really super high um high quality well-produced video um brady Harron is a guy who doesn't just have one YouTube channel. He has about, what, 15? Something like that. It's well over 10 anyway. It's double um, digits. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but he creates uh, educational YouTube videos. He has lots of different accounts, lots of different channels, uh, all focusing on different things. Uh, things like he has one on maths, one on physics, one on computers, um, one on chemistry, like loads and loads of different things like that. Uh, and so he creates all these videos. Um, he films them, edits them. Uh, is is the producer for those but often they feature other people um, often they're like professors or um, people in universities that have interesting things to talk about basically um, so he will he will go and find professors or whatever and get them to riff on subjects they're really good at um, and so especially the chemistry ones have been around for a good 10 years um, so I remember sort of when I was much younger watching his videos and just on different chemistry things. Uh, so he's been doing it for a very long time and they're very good and very entertaining and he does different sort of um, different chemistry experiments and that kind of thing. So, yeah. Yeah, I I watched his videos probably with you, but without realising after I listened to the show that they were Brady's. So m- our mum used to take us to this website, which was... Um, this big chemistry website just displayed the periodic table and you could click on any of them and it would launch a video in YouTube um, of uh, this crazy scientist dude, big frizzy hair. What's his name, Ewan? Uh, can you remember? Professor no, we'll find Kovnikov? Something yeah, like something like that. Something um, Russian, I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, he uh, does little experiments and talks about this element on the periodic table and they were so, so good um, to watch back then. So uh, yeah, both amazing YouTubers. Um, in terms of the show, like Brady is kind of the interviewer, isn't he? And that's very much where he's strong at. 
Um, definitely, it's... definitely. He's uh, used to be a journalist for the BBC. Very good at asking questions. Very good at getting information out of Grey, um, but also very quirky dude himself. And Grey is the one who really has kind of, I would say, the strong opinions. He has some strange opinions about different things. But what I like is that he, they're all very considered, and he can convey why he thinks a certain way a lot. And they kind of often have this loads of discussions of um, Bray basically like, well, what about this? And what about that? And Gray would kind of offer his opinions on those. Um, they kind of talk about the news. The news that I use, like, <laughs> I use sparingly with that sort of thing. And they talk about the news in the science world. And then one minute they'll flick to the sports world. And one minute they'll flick to, you know, I don't know, YouTube. Um, lots of things like that, don't they? It's very general interest. It's very all over the place, but it is accessible for almost anyone. Like, I think almost anyone will find it interesting. Um, like, mum started listening to it and loves it. So, like, there's there's just any any generation, anyone, I think, will enjoy this, uh, enjoy this show. Um, yeah, and as you said, Grey is the opinionated, but also, but can also describe his opinions and sort of elaborate very, very well. Um, and then Brady's very good at interviewing him, and uh, they just have a great chemistry. They're just very funny. They riff off of each other, and uh, it just makes for a very interesting, very funny show. So, yeah, definitely go listen to it. Yeah. So, awesome. I think that's a pretty good overview of what it's about then. Um, So we will move on to... Should we start with episode seven? Let's do uh, numerical order. Let's do it. So go up from there. Uh, Yeah, awesome. Um, so yeah, episode seven is called "Sorry, Language Teachers," um, which you and you put in there. Uh, what? Why did you pick this? Yeah, one? so number seven, "Sorry, Language Teachers." This was um, definitely one I really, really enjoyed. Obviously, it's very early on uh, in their podcast. It's about twenty fourteen, I think. Um, but I think it's just sort of quintessential grey. They get into sort of education and then into um, language teaching somehow, I don't really remember. <laughs> Which starts grey on this uh, <laughs> almost rant, but very, very considered and uh, very well done about sort of language teaching in schools and how it's taught for like five years, whether you want to do it or not, a lot of the time. And uh, children tend to come out of schools not actually speaking the language. Um, so it seems to be inefficient and they sort of go into... Um, pros of teaching languages in schools cons and then also when they should do it for a long time what the alternatives would be instead of just teaching it for five years maybe just doing a taster course um and it's still very funny um and then riffing about it uh so yeah definitely go listen to this one i think it's very good um and typical gray and yeah just go listen to it yeah and like this kind of all came up from i think there was an article at the time saying uh school should teach more of these different things and uh, and add basically adding more to the curriculum um and gray kind of said well look i'm a teacher well i used to be a teacher and there was always this constant pressure to add more and more and more and it means that you're not doing any of it properly uh and so like you, instead of coming out learning more his argument was that you'll come out no, learning less of a lot more um and so he was saying well actually maybe languages shouldn't be a thing and we should move on to coding or learning yeah uh, le- learning computer languages instead and that you know moving forward everything's going to be uh programmable and electric and you know why don't we move on to doing that in that actually if you think of 90 percent of people they will grow up in a country and stay living there and travel very little well actually th- and you know they may not use that language they're going to grow up and use 
an electronic device almost every single day. And so actually having an understanding of how it works and being able to create apps for it or create programs or um, even if it's just little things for yourself or stuff you're going to sell or, you know, do whatever, it's going to be a really valuable skill that actually might be more useful for more people. And that was kind of one of his examples there is actually, yeah, we, we, we probably should add more to the curriculum, but there's too much already. And I think, you know, going over languages for three or four years, I know I was one of those people that I had to do it and hated it. Uh, you know, I, I can see his point there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, just to clarify, his point wasn't get rid of teaching languages. His point was, do we have to do it for five years? Maybe do a taster course at the beginning to see if people enjoy it and then just have it as a, an optional thing. And then the people that don't then carry on with languages do like computer coding or something else. Um, so yeah, who wasn't saying stop teaching languages. He was saying, do we have to teach it for so long? Should we go on to the next one? <laughs> yes 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 this was this has to be probably my favorite of all time episode of hello internet it's so random so silly but i love it so much so this is uh episode 50 queen of spades is about <laughs> the county flags of liberia among other things uh and i have no idea i think someone sent this in after they talked about the state flags and how stupid they are in america um so the official sort of flags for the counties in Liberia. So obviously Liberia has its own country flag and then they have a flag for each of the counties uh, in Liberia. And these flags, if you want to look them up, we'll have a link in the uh, in the show notes as well. It'll be the chapter link as well if you want to click that. Um, they look like they were drawn by probably a five-year-old with no talent uh, in MS Paint. <laughs> they are incredible. <laughs> they are so stupid but the fact that they are the official county flags of liberia is hilarious um i just just go look at these things they use the horrible like default ms paint green uh, that no one likes and there's just like drawing yeah let's talk through a couple because man so there's a lighthouse with a floating roof um there's it's just a an abomination in flag design truly but it is hilarious oh man oh man insert clip here yeah yeah we're gonna drop a clip in here and oh man um liberia is apparently subdivided into 15 counties each of which has its own flag these are obviously like states uh you know things like that these are awful It is extraordinary what these people have done. I would like to say they've used clip art, but I don't know where you would find clip art that bad. It's it's basically like a child using MS Paint. Yeah, and not even a and not even one who's very good at it. Yeah, I I think that that's that is exactly right. It is every one of these things is childish. Uh, basically, they 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 go over it and describe each of the images uh, in, in in Gray's very discerning uh, tone. Really, um, yeah, a lot of it is is drawn in MS Paint. Uh, a lot of it has some very dodgy shading and very little detail. And you, you know, you know, you can you can recognize a line that's been drawn by a mouse. Do you know what I mean? Where it's all sort of jaggedy and not flowing at all, and all of it is done like that. Um, 
No, no, even professional artist could draw a good line with a mouse. And it, and it looks like that, like someone's trying to draw a smooth line with a mouse, which you just can't do. And, ah. Oh. If I could find some documents from, like, year five when they took us to the computer room and taught us how to use MS Paint, <laughs> like, oh, they would look like exactly. this. Oh. Yeah, it looks like procrastination drawings. Yeah. Like doodling. Yeah, exactly. I, I just couldn't oh. imagine, like, walking up to a building in Liberia, really fancy county, like, county council building, whatever, and seeing that flying above it. Um, yeah, and this is another thing that's just, you know, something weird from the internet someone has sent in, and uh, they made into a very, very funny show. Um, we'll also touch on now is that... Uh, Hello Internet have another sort of... It, initially, it was very unofficial, but um, they have Hello Internet animated. Um, and they... Basically, it's a dude who isn't affiliated with the podcast, but listens and is a big fan. Uh, and he animates both Grey and Brady uh, together talking for like these short clips. And this was one of them. I would encourage you to go watch that video. We'll have a link in the show notes. Um, there is there is an animated of this show, um, but it isn't the the one that they upload to their channel. So there's Hello Internet animated they upload to their channel, and then there's a bunch of others other people have made, and this is one of them. So yeah, anyway, it's really good. So we'll put it in the uh, show notes. <laughs> yeah, those Liberia flags. Every time I whack them up, like I show them to friends, sometimes we like check this out, and they're just like, "What? Have you seen the county flags of Liberia?" Yeah. And they're like, "No, why?" No. <laughs> This is why. <laughs> oh, man. God, they're so, they so bad. So this kind of took them on a little bit of a journey after this show in, in the next ones that followed um, of critiquing flags. Um, and I think it was after this show, someone added to their Wikipedia of Hello Internet that <laughs> Gray and Brady are official, like, uh, flag connoisseurs. or <laughs> and, and so people kept <laughs> asking them about different flags. And so they go through the US state flags and which are all pretty bad they are a lot of them I, there's a couple of them i like i i was i was introduced to the maryland flag um but the maryland flag is so bad that it's good yeah i agree it is so stupid like no one in their right mind would design a flag that busy with so many gross contrasting horrible colors yeah so I'll try and describe it, right? Is that imagine you've got... Um, so th- this flag is divided into like four quarters and the upper left and the bottom right are this sort of green and black checker, checkered pattern. But the checkered pattern, if you if you think of the XY axis, is, is tilted. So they're like slightly off axis, um, tilted, checkered pattern. Tilt. Yeah, exactly. Right. So then the lower left and the upper right, so the other quadrants if you like facing those are a white and burgundy almost like a um like a badge uh like an emblem uh type pattern <laughs> and they're, they're opposite each other so you've got this orange and black and white and burgundy conflicting and it'll be your podcast artwork, artwork now check it out if you can um but it, oh man it's incredible um it's so horrible it, that I just love it so much. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> never change your flag, Marilyn. Yeah. So they, not only did they go through all of these county flags of Liberia critiquing them, they went through uh, state flags, which this one was, and then following that, they went through country flags. Um, and then later on during their show, 
some news came up that New Zealand were having a flag referendum about their flag. You and go. So they. So obviously, New Zealand. Everyone can picture their flag, or maybe can't because it's sort of not really. Uh, very distinctive. So the New Zealand flag looks almost exactly the same as the Australian flag, and no one who lives in that doesn't live in either of those countries can discern which one's which. They're slightly different in colours, um, and so uh, New Zealand wanted to go and change their flag. Uh, so they did a referendum where they got five of the best designs, and then had a referendum to pick which one was best of the new designs, and then they would then pit it up against a. Uh, up against the existing flag in a referendum and uh and they, they they obviously went through that and obviously it doesn't didn't change because their flag hasn't changed um but that sort of spurred an idea with uh brady and gray as to whether they should have an official flag of hello internet <laughs> yeah so they got five designs for the flag of hello internet an emerging nation and and had a flag referendum. Not online. No, that would be way too easy. They had people post in postcards with their uh, top five. Like, they got them ranked. Uh, got people to rank them one to five. Um, and post them to them. And then they then had to go through and count them. And there was seven and a half thousand postcards people sent in. And then they then obviously had a winner, which is the Nail and Gear. The Mighty, Ma- the mighty Nail and Spoilers. Gear. Um, so, well, it was two... Okay, it was like... Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. okay. Four years ago, okay? It's four years ago. That doesn't count as spoilers. So, um... So, yeah, they have an official flag for the podcast, uh, which is very, very funny. Who who else would have a full-blown post-in flag referendum and then be bothered to count up all those votes and have a, an official flag? So, yeah, I, I've just found this webpage online, um, which is about... The, was there... A, it's hellointernet.fm slash flag vote. Um, and it was it was all of the terms, conditions, and and rules for how uh, for how you must um, submit your your vote. Uh, so the front is obviously a postcard, so it's from from where you're from. Uh, and they were they were uh, they did a live stream on YouTube and were commenting on them uh, where they come from, and they come from like all over the globe. Um, and then they said on the back you have to vote one two three, uh, and there was like you can't scribble on the on the back of it. You can't have uh, confusing names, all of this sort of stuff. Um, and so yeah, you you have to have them numbered. You can't use the official name. You have to use the letter A, B, or C. Uh, all of this sort of stuff. So it was, it was really really funny. Um, and so I remember listening to this show. This was about when I caught up, and I started from episode one way after it started, and caught up. Um, and oh my goodness, I, I was waiting for the for the week for the episode to come out to to realize um, to to find out which one had won. Um, it, oh man, it was so good. It it was something that only Hello Internet would do. So oh yeah, let's have an official flag go on. Um, and then oh, do you remember that later on there was a um, a show where they they made uh, actual Hello Internet flags, like had them printed on nice flag material. This is something they keep doing. Um and someone had actually taken one to space. Do you remember that? So th- there's been a nail and gear flag in space, and Brady now has it. 
and then they had so basically they start somehow a segment started where people would send in photos of them with the nailing gear in like great places so one got sent up into space uh one there was a guy uh obviously when back when barack obama was a president there was a guy who who drove the little stairs for air force one so um the nailing gear <laughs> of course went on air force one uh so, <laughs> so that's what happens when you have an audience of five hundred thousand plus is there yeah. will be people in interesting positions so uh yeah, the, um, the nail and gear oh, has man. been everywhere. This is what's so good is that their listenership, like their audience, is so large that all, all this funny stuff happen, and there'll be people writing in saying, um, you know, they'd be talking about. I forgot what they're talking about. Like um, on one of them, they was talking about p- uh, parking enforcement officers, uh, and then someone like wrote in as like, I am a parking enforcement officer, and like spoke to them about that. Um, they had this big, this really big. Well, basically. There was one episode where see, uh, where Grey had a big rant uh, that Starbucks, <laughs> in the, you can see where I'm going here, Ewan. Starbucks in their coffee cups, uh, they used to have, obviously, you know, paper cup, standard coffee cup thing, the lid with the little hole you drink through. And um, basically he was complaining that he got given this coffee and he was in his car going through the Starbucks drive-thru and it spilt all over his hand and kind of like burnt him a little bit. Um, and so he was really annoyed and he's like, there must be a solution to this. And that actually turns out people have already had this um, this solution, which is what they call a hot stopper, which is, you know, the little, I don't know if you've had this, it always in, pre- in Pret-a-Manger. Yeah, they, they didn't have a name. Yeah, so they, they named it a hot stopper and it's like the stick that, that goes through and plugs the little drink hole, maybe has a little emblem on the top, a little grabber that you can grab it by and pull it out. Um, and it means that you don't spill hot drink on you. Uh, and so he was complaining that Starbucks wouldn't give him any of these or they'd run out or they, they you know, as a UK policy, they stopped making them. Um, and so they had this huge revolution, basically, where they got loads of people involved. There's loads of big charity and activists involved about like children's health. for carrying these drinks if they get scolded by the coffee and all this stuff. Um, and it turns out Starbucks started stocking them um, or, or wouldn't stock them. And then, of course, they made a Hello Internet hot stopper, didn't they? so brady had something like five thousand of the things made um because he's brady god that that dude is truly crazy anyway so they had a bunch of them made and then it became a thing where if you met them or like uh so brady does talks or whatever and then if you met them you would get a hot stopper um or brady and gray would leave them different places a hot drop so they would put them in a place a hot drop put them in a place take a photo of it and be like hot stoppers here come and get them they'd always have this like little puzzle where they'd leave either like coordinates or uh they'd take a photo of like basically under like a brick or like by a bench and then like a really really wide photo of the environment they're in and then people would go almost on these like hot drop treasure hunts to find these flipping hot stoppers Uh, it's incredible Uh, it just became very funny i have one of my own actually you have a hot stopper i have a hot stopper i didn't know that um yeah so i went to go see brady was doing a talk in bristol about educational YouTube and making edu- educational YouTube videos. Uh, so me and dad went. And so I have a hot stopper. That's insane. It's so cool. Uh, it's a little piece of plastic. I don't know really. That, that, 
that's a testament to what hello internet is like yeah. <laughs> where people are binding up to these little plastic things but yeah they've got the little uh nailing gear on them um and they're they're yeah they're just hot stoppers but uh <laughs> yes i'll take a photo very, of that and put that as a podcast out artwork yes very that's funny cool. I love oh. it. So um, <laughs> it's it's typical hello internet. Someone so they come up with an idea and then they take it to the the to the extreme effectively um, and make it very very funny. Uh, so yes, that was another really really weird thing they did. Oh man, yeah. <sighs> and the hello internet sneakers and oh the, yeah. Uh, the vinyl episode. Yeah, and then the wax. What's the wax cylinder? The wax cylinder. Yeah, the wax cylinder episode that is only a minute long because you can't fit anything more than that on a wax cylinder. Yeah, so they've had their shows, exclusive shows, put on on vinyl and then this wax cylinder. Um, the Hello Internet sneakers, they were not nice shoes. Uh, but anyway, they, they had this big discussion about how they had it made and they had the logo embossed on it and there were these really nice leather trainers they had made, like handmade in the UK. They were like 400 quid a pair, weren't they? <laughs> They were uh, stupid, but like it's just like, oh, why not? We're gonna have some Hello Internet sneakers. Made. Only Brady would do it. Only Brady would do it. So it was just, I love the way they did it because it was just sort of, um, it was just sort of uh, somehow sneakers came up, and having Hello Internet nail and gear sneakers came up in an episode. The next episode, Brady rolls in and he's like, so, I found a supplier. I found these people, obviously, that make them in the UK. Um, they made a they made a stamp to do the embossing and here's where you can buy them. And it's like, in two weeks, you have gone from, well, this might be funny, to here are these sneakers. And also what's great is it's not a, like, oh, I'm a YouTuber, here's my merch store, go buy my merch. It's like, they're like, we made this cool thing. If you want it, cool. Like, and it was kind of part of the fun culture of that they show. They didn't really advertise it. They made it. Yeah, they 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 obviously knew no one was going to buy them. Like these things were stupid, but it was more just because they can. Like they just made them. Oh my god, so far. Actually, I have a couple. I have an H High logo T-shirt, and I have actually I have three Halloween Internet T-shirts. Who am I? I have uh, the. Uh, HI logo one. I have a Neil and Gear t shirt, and I have a Mighty Black Stump t shirt. Uh, that is another classic Brady bit. Um, because it's not, yeah, I don't think I can even explain where that one comes from. Oh man, I've just found a list of all of Brady's YouTube channels. Uh, obviously, he has his regular Brady one, periodic table of videos. That's the most famous one, I think. Number file, 60 symbols. Obviously, the Hello Internet one, Computer File, Objectivity, Test Tube, Deep Sky Videos, Bible Decks, Backstage Science, My Favorite Scientist, Food Sky, Sci File, Words of the World, uh, Philosophy File, and Brady Other Stuff. A lot of these aren't actually being used, but. I know, I know, but. It's still a testament to Brady's making YouTube channels. And hundreds of them have. Uh, well, well, not well, not hundreds, but like I think over ten of them have got silver play buttons, haven't they? I was about to bring this up. So, a thing with having a rather large audience and spreading it over so many channels, and a lot of them have quite a few subscribers, is that he has two gold play buttons. So, if you don't know, YouTube sends out these little um, almost plaques. 
um, that you can hang on the wall for when you get 100,000 subscribers and when you get um, a million subscribers on YouTube. And uh, Brady's channels, two of them have a million. And I think something like nine of them have 100,000. So he has nine silver play buttons. He has the, the most one of person. anyone in the world. <laughs> the most of one single person having... Oh, God. And be, Brady being Brady, I bet he's got them all hung up on the wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bet he hasn't even gotten rid of any of them. But, oh, man, it's just... Yeah. I don't think anyone intended for one person to have nine YouTube channels and them actually get that far. But, yeah, he's done a really good job. He makes quality stuff. Um, all right, moving on to the next one then. The last episode that we recommended uh, was episode 66. I threw this in um, just because it's a really, really good representation of what the show is all about. Um, they always have the, what they, they call them corners. Uh, so they have a couple. Go on, let's list them off you. Uh, they have a plane crash corner, sports ball corner. Um, Brady's paper cuts. Brady's paper cuts. Uh, corporate compensation corner. <laughs> that was very funny. Uh, yeah, these sort of corners where they talk about different things that have popped up. Um, I think a lot of them initially is basically Brady having a rant about a certain thing. Like Sportsable Corner was a big sporting event that happened. I think Liverpool got somewhere doing something. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, anyway, and they talk about it. And then anything, anytime that happens again, uh, they they sort of bring it up. Uh, and it's always like CGP hate. well, Grey hates all of these um, corners and Brady keeps bringing them all up uh, and so They're spawning out of nowhere constantly a, a classic episode funny. this one has more of Brady's corners than any of them ever um, and so that it, it's absolutely bri- it's absolutely brilliant um, and so yeah definitely if, if you want to get a, a gauge on what the show is about and and what the rest of them are like um, episode 66 is brilliant uh, and one thing I'll throw in here is that I I listened when when you and first recommended it to me. I listened to it from episode one, and I would after you've listened to those three, I would really recommend doing that. Like as a follow on, like start at number one. First one's called Being Wrong Wrong on the Internet. It's a brilliant first show, um, and then they kind of go from there uh, and build up. They're they're at like a hundred, but don't let that put you off because I listened to like eighty of them back to back and absolutely loved it. Just they were so good that I was like, when's the next one? When's the next one? Um, yeah, they started in 2014, and they didn't have that usual first ten episodes aren't very good or bad audio quality at the beginning or whatever. They started off very good, so it's worthwhile starting from the beginning. And also, there's a hell of a lot of in jokes at this point because they've done like a hundred episodes. Um, so they're so yeah, it's going to be very very difficult to follow if you start from a hundred. Um, but yeah, it's well worth going back to uh, episode one, starting from there. A lot of them are timeless. Uh, so obviously it, a lot of the stuff won't be out of date and uh, it's more sort of general knowledge than news um, so yeah an episode from 2014 is still real, well worthwhile listening to yeah um, awesome yeah really really good show we absolutely love this show you can tell we spent our entire show giggling about it uh, it's general interest it's fun it's light it's easy listening to and it is very funny um, so, yeah, you don't need to be into any particular subject to listen to it. Just go listen to it. It's fun. It's a great show to listen to. One more little thing uh, I liked. Uh, so, last week I spoke about my favourite episode um, from one of the shows. Um, and last week we spoke about the Grand Up show. 
Uh, and they've just, well, Matt Valle, the guy who hosts the show, has just released an amazing episode, um, which is called Overthinking Everything. And it's by, it's, well, he interviews Jack Conti. Have you heard of him, Ewan? He's the CEO of Patreon. Um, oh, yes, I have heard of him. Okay, yeah, yeah, he is a, an incredible guy. Really, really, uh, really interesting. He's kind of come up from absolutely nothing, uh, talking about creating stuff and when to stop creating and perfectionism and all of that sort of stuff and kind of just getting to a point where you finish something and want to submit it and post it or do whatever rather than kind of overworking everything and it was a really really interesting show so go listen to that we're going to stick that in the show notes it's episode 109 i think if you do anything i think if you do anything uh creative you're going to struggle with a lot of that stuff so i think it's definitely worthwhile talking about so that about wraps it up for this week this has been episode nine of show focus um really enjoyed this week we've been talking about hello internet one of our absolute favorite shows um as ever we've recommended three that we go that you go listen to uh episode seven episode 50 and episode 66 um so yeah go listen to those it's an awesome show uh you'll get super into it um when you do i would recommend uh starting back at episode one and just listening through um because even that back then has real relevance and it's really interesting so uh yeah from hello internet one of our favorite shows next week we're going to be talking about uh top four by Real FM. This is another one of you and I's favourite shows. It's by Marco and Tiffany Arment. Um, they basically rank their top four favourite things. Um, they're on about 50 episodes now, so we're going to go for next week, we're going to set us homework episode 50, 51, 52 um, for, from their podcast. And we're going to have our own little uh, surprise top four um, style segment in there too. So Make sure to to come back for that one next week. Um, where can we find you on the internet, Ewan? Uh, I'm at underscore Ewan McIntyre on both Twitter and Instagram, uh, if you want to follow me on there. I'm Callum underscore McIntyre on Twitter and McIntyre.jpg uh, on Instagram. So uh, come follow us there and we will see you next week. Say goodbye, Ewan. Goodbye. Cheerio.